Chapter 2. Home is where the farm is. At 4.30, when Elliot had arranged all the books in the history department into alphabetical order for Boyle's detention, he finally made it outside into the darkening, but still very welcome evening air. The crowds of proud parents eager to drive their children home had long since left, but no one had been there for Elliot earlier, and no one was there for him now. No one ever was. With a quick backward glance, Elliot dived off the driveway, hopped over the school fence into the fields beyond, and started the long walk home. The stroll back to home farm was Elliot's favourite part of his day. Or it was on dry days. When it was pouring with rain, he didn't feel the love for the mile-long hike. But today was one of those mild, early winter evenings that made him content simply to wander through the fields as the stars assembled above. He raised his head to feel the fresh air on his face, but his peace was interrupted by a gaggle of Brisemore girls walking in the opposite direction, pointing and staring at Elliot before retreating behind their hands in giggling fits. Had Elliot listened to these, or any of the other silly girls at school, he would have known that he was considered one of the better-looking boys at Brisemore. But he didn't listen to what anyone said, and he didn't care what anyone thought. He went through his school life, most of his life, in fact, on his own. There was a time when he'd enjoyed hanging out with his mates and might have been considered quite popular. But things had changed. Right now, he didn't have time for friends. And besides, friends had parents. And parents asked too many questions. Elliot arrived at home farm just as the stars started to rule the night sky. They were especially bright tonight and cast their dreamy glow over the ancient stone circle of Stonehenge, which was just visible from his front gate. The mysterious stones looked magical in the glistening light, and Elliot drank in his favourite view. He lifted the rope that held the rotting gate in place and dragged his tired feet up the path. He and Mum had laid those stones together, and every wonky step reminded Elliot of them flinging mud at each other in fits of giggles as they worked. The farm had been his family's home for generations. He could see the holes where fallen tiles made the roof look like a mouth missing some teeth the dirty windows that blocked more light than they let in, and the peeling red paint on a door that could barely keep out a draught, let alone a burglar. And Elliot loved every crumbling brick. He put his key in the lock, a pointless exercise for a door that could be knocked in by a strong cough. But before he could push it open, a terrible screech erupted behind him. Cooey! Have you got a mo, Poppet? There were so many irritating words in that sentence, but none as irritating as their speaker. Elliot slapped on a fake grin and turned around. Hello, Mrs. Porshley Plum, he called in his least sincere voice. Hello, Pickle, Patricia Porshley Plum shrieked in return, using one of the countless stupid nicknames she used in place of anyone's real name. Have you got a secchi? I'll have to be quick. I need to... Great, squealed Patricia as she approached the house, tottering slightly as the heels on her shoes struggled with both the uneven path and the ample backside they were supporting. Shall we go in for a cuppa? I'd love to, Elliot lied as he shut the door behind him. But Mum's got another stomach bug. Oh no, sugar plum, Mrs. Porshley Plum pouted dramatically, her dark pink lipstick making her mouth look like a monkey's bottom. Perhaps I should come in and see her? It's catching, said Elliot quickly, running out of imaginary illnesses to keep his mother safe from this annoying neighbour. And squishy, 
and smelly. Seriously, stay away. I see, said Patricia, her narrow eyes scanning every millimetre of her young neighbour, as if she could spot the lie on his shirt. Patricia's mouth always smiled, but her eyes never did. She straightened her tweed jacket over her generous hips. Well, when she's feeling better, we must have that chat, she added with a ridiculous wink. Patricia had been trying to have that chat with Elliot's mum, Josie, for a while. At Nan's funeral the previous year, she had whispered to Josie at the graveside about her new property development business and how the farm was sitting on a valuable piece of land. When the doctor came to Grandad's bedside six months later, Mrs. Porshley Plum popped round the next day and made an offer for the farm to get him into a decent nursing home. The morning that Elliot and Josie laid Grandad to rest, Patricia Porshley Plum.